Bogut to the rack and he jammed it. Oh my goodness. Blocked by Bogut. The Warriors big man joins our big man. The Andrew Bogut Show with Mr. T. Now, here's Tom Tolbert. Rado, Tom Torber with you. It's time to talk a little Warriors basketball. And to do that, we talk to Warriors center Andrew Bogan, who joins us courtesy of the Ring Central guest line. Andrew, what's going on, man? Not much, you guys? Tremendous. Must have felt good to get back on the court last night and log 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, I'm um, good to get a win as well. So you say somewhat. What is it? What was it somewhat? Didn't feel as good. I tried, uh, I tried to make it feel good. Maybe it didn't feel as good as I thought it did. <laughs> no, I mean it's been a, been a tough uh, week or two, but it was um, it was good. A little down on on, uh, on gas out there a little bit, but um, you know it felt good for the most part. And now t- today, just feeling it uh, a little more than I did yesterday. How tough is it to go out there? I mean, you had the uh, the foot, then you have the back. Do you feel like? And can you go out there and just play? Do you feel like in the back of your mind that the other shoe's going to drop at some point? And- things keep uh, falling apart or can you go out there and not think about that stuff? Do you let that stuff kind of leave your mind when you're on the court? Yeah. I mean, lately start thinking about it a little bit, but, um, you know, the issue was that my ankle started to feel good and I was probably, you know, um, in, in, in playing through you know, my ankle right now, probably running a little differently and, and doing things a little bit differently with the body. And then obviously that, um, ended, you know, my back and loaded mm-hmm. my back up a little bit. And then when you have these things, I mean, there's a couple of, a couple of cases within the NBA with, with guys coming back, and, and you know, Rubio was a prime example of, of coming back from an ankle, uh, a knee, and, and, and he, he went through the back spasms too. So um, it's something that, that, that some guys go through, and you just got to kind of take the good with the bad. Did you spend this morning when you woke up sort of like taking an inventory, trying to see what hurt and what didn't? <laughs> Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, after every NBA game, everyone's sore, so everyone's got something hurting. But um, as long as it's not a, a structural issue, you're okay. And obviously, there's no structural um, issues with me today. Um, just some muscle soreness and, and the normal, you know, um, knocks and, and hits of an NBA game. So I pulled up pretty well. And, um, you know, we had practice today and got some treatment and um, jumped in the ice, ice bath. And uh, we should be good to go tomorrow. Maybe you put the ice bath inside a hyperbaric chamber and just go that route. <laughs> That's a little different. Um, it's insane. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to be helpful. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm doing here. Of course, those ice baths. I those things are brutal. I mean, for those people that don't know what it's like to stick your foot in an ice bucket, that 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 hurts enough for about four or five minutes. I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to the ice, but the the ice baths. I don't know how you you do that, Andrew. I mean, Chris Mullen used to do it all the time. I spent about thirty seconds in there, and my voice went soprano, and I just decided to get the hell out of there and save that for someone else. Yeah, that's the thing you got to go through as an athlete to try and you know keep um, keep your body right. So uh, it definitely, obviously, it's cold, but you definitely feel the benefits of it. Um, the next day, kind of refreshes your legs a little bit and gets the blood flowing, and um, you just got to suck it up for that five or ten minutes that you're in there. Um, it definitely does. You know, most guys notice the difference. Yeah, I just you, put, you, I just put I just put ice in my beer and called it even. <laughs> <laughs> somewhat the same. You'd, you'd have thought <laughs> somewhat, <laughs> somewhat, but not at all. Yeah. You'd have thought by now medicine would have come up with something better than the ice bath, though. I mean, they've made advances in everything else. 
Yeah, uh, well, there is there is some, some other stuff, but it's it's probably not legal. <laughs> um, but, Somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an old school way, and it's still kind of the proven way. Um, people still put ice on after injuries, and they they still think the um, ice bars and hot and cold bars um, are probably the best best way to fit your body, at least your blood flowing and blood moving. You should do what Andrew Bynum suggested. He said uh, oh God. that if one part of your body hurts, just hit yourself in another part of your body, and the other part of the body that hurt it will go away. Yeah, that doesn't work out too well for him at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> no, that, of, that worked out well for him. Of, uh, yeah, he wants to stay away from his recommendations, I think. <laughs> On any subject. I think, I think you're probably. <laughs> yeah, and, and definitely, definitely hairstyles. <laughs> how, <laughs> how big a game was that last night against Toronto to start off the seven-game road trip and teams that you're going to have to beat to get into the playoffs? Well, I think every game now at the end of the season is going to be the same. It's going to be, you know, um, basically chips fly. Where they are, we got to win. Um, we can't keep looking in the rearview mirror and, and looking at teams chasing us. And, and, and everything's going to make a run and make a push. Um, if we just keep winning, everything will take care of itself. But we have we have a big home stand coming up. We need to try to win all these games or as many as we can. Um, we see the magic numbers around 45 wins should get you in the playoffs this season, but we, you know, we want to get past that and not just scrape in. So I think this, this game Wednesday is um, another test for us because the team that, that has that number and from what I've heard even before I got here, they've, they've played, you know, outplayed us um, and, and they're well and two against them this season. Um, so we, we need to win that one and obviously we have another back to pick after that and it doesn't stop. It just keeps going all throughout next week. So every game, you know, coming up here is very important for us. In watching the game last night, it seemed like in the first half, like I didn't think the defense was that bad. I think 118 isn't doesn't tell the whole story. A lot of those points are scored at the end of the game, and I thought a lot of shots they made in the first half, they don't normally make those shots. I thought there were a few defensive breakdowns. I thought Bargnani was a guy that should not be left open ever. you got to make him put the ball on the ground. But did you feel like you were playing pretty good defense in the first half? They were just hitting some shots, which happens on occasion, or... Uh. Or, or not? Not really, to be honest. I think we we had we just had too many lapses as a team um, defensively. Like you said, you know, we know Bagnani. You know, feet set. He's an unbelievable shooter mm-hmm. around the floor. So he still had five or six open looks in the first half, and they're excusable for us. Um, a lot of offensive rebounds. Me Johnson have to get eleven yeah. or twelve offensive rebounds for the game. So. Uh, when you look at uh, defense, I mean, defense only only ends when you get the defensive rebound. So we didn't finish off possessions well, and, and almost cost us. You know, we we're very lucky to get that win yesterday, and we probably stole that win off Toronto. Um, they're a very good offensive team, um, but you know, obviously defensively, we kind of got on our offensive end. We got what we wanted, but defensively, we we definitely struggled. Is there is there a common thread in uh, the last fourteen, fifteen games that have seemed to have been more defensive struggles that? you guys are doing or failing to do the same things night in and night out, or is it different things every time? Well, we're going to just keep bringing the same effort and energy we did the first 20 or 30 games. I think that's the toughest thing. Um, we, we can't have lapses because we're not, we, don't, we just don't have that good individual individual defenders um, as a whole. Uh, our success lies within our team defense, and that's what we brought into, I, I think, the first 30 games or so, um, where we could kind of, you know, guarded our man as hard as we could, and then if, if we got beat, someone else was there. Um, I think we kind of went away from that a little bit. So, you know, we'll, we'll try to make some tweaks to practice today, and, and hopefully tomorrow it'll be a little bit better. But you know, we're only going to go as far as our defense takes. We, we can outscore teams whenever we want. Um, 
and try to play that, that style of game, but it's just not successful long-term. Would you say that looking at this team, I mean, certainly you have to play defense, Andrew. I don't know anybody would dispute that, and Coach Jackson is a defensive-minded guy, but the characteristic of this team is still going to be an offensive team, scoring, sharing the ball, and you, you got to get stops, you got to get rebounds, because to run, you have to get rebounds to, to outlet the ball. But this is still, as much as you have guys made strides defensively, this is a team that still needs to shoot well. And I guess that's a stupid thing to say. Everybody needs to shoot well to win basketball games. But your characteristic is still that of an offensive team. It is. It is. And we have some, some, some weapons in, in that sense. Uh, the issue for us is when, when our shots don't fall and, and we get down offensively, you know, we kind of lapse defensively. So we know our effort on, on, on defense has to be above average every game for us. For us to, to be in ball games, um, if we have a below average defensive performance, like I said, we'll score 110, but we'll give up 120. Mm-hmm. So I think we, you know it all starts for us at the defensive end. Obviously, making shots helps because you can slow down team transition and so on. But I think we, we definitely just need to stick with what what was successful for us early on in the year. I mean, we've seen the last probably two or three weeks where we've scored over 100 in, in losses and lost by you know lost by 15 points. So um, definitely not a formula that we we, we think works in our favour. Is there? Have you reached the point now, as individuals, where you get very interested in what the teams around you are doing, or is it still we take care of ourselves and they they're going to do what they're going to do, or does curiosity start to set in at this time of the year? We always check results. I mean, before our games, we have we have TVs all throughout the locker room that are showing Western Conference games, and and you know you, you kind of want to be aware of what's going on. But at the same time, you don't want to focus too much on it because as soon as you start relying on other teams to lose or win, you're in a bad position. So, like I said earlier, if we can take care of our wins and then hopefully the rest will sort itself out. Um, but, you know, teams are coming. You know, Lakers are making a run. Uh, Utah is still right behind us. And, and uh, we've got some teams, Houston, we play them on, on again this week and they're, they're right behind us. So, um, every game is important, whether it's Toronto Raptors or, or, or Houston Rockets. And we're just going to keep getting W's. You know, Harrison Barnes made that move last night on Rudy Gay, which ended up being a big three-point play. It's going to give you guys a little more breathing room at the end of the game. And you watch him, and he does stuff like that occasionally, and you wonder why there can't be more of that. And I'm wondering, as a rookie coming in, do you think he's really found exactly where he fits in and that you know what David Lee's going to give you and Steph Curry and Clay and yourself when you're out there and everybody kind of has their roles and Sometimes young players don't want to step on toes and don't know exactly when they should be taking shots and taking their guys. Do you think that's kind of part of his problem this year a little bit as a rookie is kind of just trying to figure out where you fit in on a team? I mean, a little bit, but that's a problem for every rookie. Um, the problem is we only have one basketball. Yeah. Um, and you look at the roster that we have, we have obviously Dealey and, um, and Steph Rats, you know, offensive threats, and then Clay's usually shooting 10 or 15 shots a game. And, uh, and then Jack's, you know, Jack and Landry take a fair few of our shots off the bench, so it doesn't leave a whole lot for, for Harrison and even myself. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, okay with it. Um, but Harrison has just got to learn that, you know, he'll, he'll get his opportunities. But right now, you know, there's three or four guys in front of him and I that, that are offensive threats. So some nights you're going to have 10, 10, 10, 11, 12 field goals, and then some nights you're not. And I think um, he definitely, you know, has a, a level of frustration with it, not in a bad way, but just because he, he, he's, a, he's a good player and he's competitive and he wants to do, you know, play, play like you said, the, the right way every night. But in reality, it's just not going to happen at the moment. But he's, he's going to be a great player, um, whether it's next year or year after or, or whenever it is. He's got all the right tools, and like, like you guys said, he's shown flashes. So when given the opportunity, I, I have no doubt that he'll be a great player in this league.
Did you ask the ref last night when they called you for a moving screen and you were just rolling to the bucket and happened to run into the guy? Did you happen to ask him what the hell was that call and do you have to wait for him to clear you before you can actually roll to the hoop? Well, yeah, I mean, that was probably the most legal screen I said all night, too. Yeah, I mean, it was. I told him that I'd said a bunch of illegal screens before that. You didn't call me for one, and the one that I actually don't really call me for. So I've had a couple of, you know, a couple of missed calls. That's part of the part of the game. Those referees were very cool about it. I got them to check a couple of things for me at halftime. Um, There's a shot clock violation that they said I didn't hit the rim on one of my hook shots, and I, I know I hit the rim, and... um you know, they told us they're 100% sure I didn't hit the rim, so I got one of the refs to check out at halftime, and they came back and said, well, yeah, you hit the rim. So <laughs> there's a couple of uh, couple of little ones like that, but um, for the most part, they were pretty good. Hey, we talked about this a couple of days ago about setting picks, and usually when you set a pick and you the guy gets through your pick or the guy undercuts it, the big guy is usually the one that gets a stink face from the coach. It's not the guard who failed to set him up properly or got a little too anxious and didn't let the big guy get set for a pick. Uh, is there an art for you in setting a good pick other than yelling at small guys, you know, just wait, 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 let me get there, and then go ahead and go? Because sometimes small guys force big guys to move a little bit to try to get a piece of a guy because they don't properly set up the pick. Yeah, no doubt. The most important part of it is, is number one, identifying where the defender's playing you know, the guy you're trying to screen, whether he's up on him or he's down, you know, he's going under the screen, going over. And then obviously there's a, a big part of it is that guard waiting. Uh, so I told told a couple of guys yesterday, just make sure you wait, I'll get you open. And, and then you just got to see how the refs are calling the game. You know, some refs will give you give you a little bit of a step and you can kind of stick, stick your ass out a little bit and, and then knock them about a little bit and they won't call it. And some refs will call it immediately. So the first five minutes of the game, you can usually determine how physical you can be. Yesterday they weren't calling anything early, so I was, I was, you know, just trying to take guys out early on in the first quarter and, <laughs> and get them play open for some jumpers. So you know, if they whistle whistle one or two for you early, then you got to kind of turn it down. Is there anything better than catching a little guy unaware and setting a pick on him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes you feel bad for him, um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's up to their teammate to call the pick. So if they, if they don't call it, um, it's, it's not my fault, you know. Um, so. Definitely, there has been some instances where you hear, you hear the back crack a little bit when they, when they don't see Absolutely. Coming. The vertebrae rattle, I used to say, love that sound. Yeah, it was yeah. a great sound. Uh, <laughs> you're, a, you're a sensational human being, Tolbert. You really are. Hey, little guys didn't mind. When I switched out, they didn't mind breaking my ankles and making me look stupid on a crossover move, so I didn't have much retribution other than to put them on the ground occasionally. And usually they were aware of it, but when they didn't turn their head, I felt good and proud. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, exactly. When you don't get, I didn't get a lot of touches, Andrew. So I had, to, I had to have fun out there somehow, and that was one of the ways of having fun. Getting, a, getting the unsuspecting little guy. I enjoyed that. I'm, exactly. I'm, that makes me a bad guy. I'm sorry, Ray. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andrew, it's good to see you back out on the court last night. Best of luck in this homestand, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week, man. No worries, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it.